0: We are live.
1: Welcome everyone to Connected Learning TV. This is the first webinar of our June 2015 series titled Spotlight on Cities of Learning. If you're watching this, please, please, please take a moment to share it with your networks um, so that we can share the good news and get more people uh, on the webinar. I'm Sybil Madison Boyd. I'm the director of the Learning Pathways Program at Digital Youth Network, which is at DePaul University in the College of Computing and Digital Media. Digital Youth Network is the anchor org uh, that helps to lead the work of Chicago City of Learning. And I'll be your host for today. Each week throughout this series on Connected Learning TV, we'll be exploring a Cities of Learning theme with one of the current cities that's implementing this amazing movement. Um, We're starting, of course, with Chicago, and then we'll go to Dallas, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C., where you'll get a chance to meet um, members of their anchor orgs and their partners. Cities of Learning is a national effort to remake learning in an exciting enterprise that prepares all young people for the world that we live in today uh, and the world that they will work in tomorrow by bringing together all of a city's resources to support their growth and development. Cities of Learning offer a variety of free and affordable in-person and online learning opportunities where young people can earn digital badges that showcase what they've achieved. Um, Today, we're talking with Alex Cornwell, Natay Thompson, and Vaughn Bryant about their organization's summer events and programs here in Chicago, all of which are part of Chicago's City of Learning offerings. Before we uh, dive into our chat, let's go over a couple of details. To those of you who are watching live right now, we welcome your comments and questions either via the Twitter hashtags hashtag #CitiesLearn or hashtag explore shy or the Q and A feature that you should see within the video player. We'll do our best to address your questions here in the Google Hangout uh, when we get to the Q and A part of today's webinar. Um, and then before we actually get started in conversation, I want to give everybody a chance. To introduce themselves, uh, so can each of you say um, a little bit about um, yourself and your organization, and um, and what brings you to this webinar topic today? We'll start with Alex, and then go to Matei, and then to Vaughn. Alex?
2: Uh, hi, everyone. <laughs> well, um, I'm the director of the Chicago Lights Tutoring and Summer Day Programs. Um, and so specifically in the summer we are servicing first through our students going into first through ninth grade can you guys hear me okay yeah okay <laughs> um, uh, so we do uh, academic learning in language arts and math as well as arts instruction in singing dancing um, digital music production uh, acting and art. Um, We also do field trips with the students uh, every Friday. We have a career exploration and career development programming for our seventh through ninth graders and we also do a variety of physical outdoor recreation classes um, and and a lot of fun things. So Our program actually is 34 years old um, this summer and uh, we are going to be um, we primarily serve kids um, that used to live what was formerly called Cabrini Green and then also a lot of students on the west side. Um, but we don't have any sort of geographic boundaries. Any student um, who is in need of summer programming can, can come to our program.
1: Thanks, Alex. Nate.
0: Good morning. Can everyone hear me? Okay, so I am the co-founder and executive director of True Star Foundation, which is a youth media organization in Chicago, and we work with middle school and high school students to produce different media properties. Uh, They produce True Star Magazine, True Star Junior Magazine, uh, True Star Radio, TrueStarIs.com, and then we also partner with the Park District to produce The Park, which is a teen produced magazine specifically around the Chicago Park District. Um, we work with students in after school and summer programming and we are able to provide different media, um, I'm sorry, we provide different after school and summer programs so we have photography, graphic design, digital media, journalism, um, sales and marketing where they learn the business side and also photography and radio broadcasting of course so all the young people work across the city of Chicago we work with about 150 students in the summer um, in a six-week program four days a week so we'll be on the west side, the south side um, primarily the south side and we also have the west side as well and we will be doing a lot of things throughout the summer we are very engaged in the community we have a lot of brand ambassadors who are out at different community festivals and events who are working to increase the knowledge of the work that True Star is doing with young people throughout the city. And it is um, ages 14 to 19 for the summer.
1: Thank you, Nate. Vaughn?
3: Uh, I'm Vaughn Bryan, I'm uh, with the Chicago Park District, uh, I'm the Chief Program Officer. So. Uh, basically, I'm in charge of all of uh, our program for pro- program delivery for the city. Um, so, you know, we work with everyone from, uh, you know, the early childhood population all the way up to the seniors. Um, our biggest program over the summer is our uh, summer day camp. We serve uh, youth ages 6 to 12. Um, we have a variety of um, teen camps as well, and we are probably the largest provider of uh, jobs for youth. Uh, in the state of Illinois, um, we, we um, employ youth ages 16 to 24 uh, over the summer, uh, doing everything from uh, being rec leaders at day camp to uh, junior laborers, uh, you know, cutting the grass all over the city. Um, so I'll stop there because I would rather get more into the detail of what we're doing versus what I do. Thanks.
1: Awesome, thank you. Um, So it's great to have um, these wonderful partners with us today, Um, and as you just heard, spanning um, a very broad age range, um, serving youth from um, you know preschool all the way through to young adulthood, um, and offering a wide um, variety—just a sampling of the wide variety of learning opportunities available um, here in Chicago. Uh, Could could each of you maybe take a few moments to Talk about what you're um, most proud about in terms of the work that you're doing with young people, particularly the work that you engage them in during the summer.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, the the work that we're most proud of is that we're keeping students learning throughout the summer. Um, that's not their favorite part of the summer programming, um, but it's definitely our most exciting piece is that uh, for six weeks in the summer um, they are continuing to uh, challenge themselves, stretch themselves, get ready for the new school year. Um, So a lot of our academic learning, um, although we make it fun and engaging, um, is really uh, helping to bridge some of the gaps that may have occurred during the school year and then also get them ready for um, the new school year, so um, anywhere from ninety to one hundred percent of our students um, are either maintaining or improving their skills in language arts and math um, throughout our six-week program over the summer. So, so that's something that's that's super exciting um, for us. And then the other piece of it is our arts instruction. Um, the students are just super engaged in it, and uh, they've they've always um, been drawn to the arts. Program programming that we have um, and we tried it fresh every year and we added in digital music production uh, a few years ago which has just been so popular um, and the kids are, are making really great beats and music and they're writing poetry and lyrics and so it's been a really great addition uh, to the programming.
1: Thank you Alex. Nate, what, what are you most proud of as you think about the work that you've been doing with with young people around media production?
0: Um, We're most proud, number one, of being able to provide a safe space for the young people during the summer um, when, you know, crime is just at at its height, and we are also proud that we are able to give the young people a voice where, you know, they're able to really voice their opinion, their concerns, things that they like, what they don't like, because as adults, we always think that we know what's cool, and they totally let us know that we don't. Um, so that's really what we are proud of being able to give them the voice and keeping them safe and at the same time being able to make a little bit of money for the upcoming school year so we simultaneously teach uh, financial responsibility we try to explain the importance of opening um, bank accounts and things of that nature so we have different workshops that come in to kind of professionalize that and um, help them with resume building so we're really proud of being able to attempt to take them to the next level for post-secondary
1: thank you and and Vaughn um, the the spectrum of, of the work that you do is really really broad but I'm sure there are a, a couple of things that that you would um, you can share with us about kind of just your your pride and the achievements that that have been able to be accomplished at the park district
3: um, yeah just a couple of things um, one is just uh, exposure to, um, you know, all of the different sort of variety of academic topics that are out there. So but we do it in a very fun way. So um, whether it's uh, team building or um, exposing kids to technology, um, health and wellness and fitness and of the variety of sports we, we do, I think, is, uh, you know, something that we can definitely be proud of you know in addition you know just our workforce development work just you know with hiring teens and um, teaching them sort of our program quality methods uh, that we try to uh, instill in our own staff Uh, you know one our campers you know get to uh, get a better quality camp but we're also teaching teens and young adults um, how to deliver a quality camp and how to uh, you know build community within their specific groups uh, to create structure and clear limits because we know that uh, young people thrive in when they when they have structure and clear limits, and then you know the cooperative learning, learning from each other, and learning the things that we're trying to teach them um, over the summer is something that we definitely take pride.
1: And, and what's exciting about what everybody has just shared is how um, connected to connected learning all, all of what you're saying is and the the underlying. Um, Design principles and learning principles that are so important to connected learning, like learning being academically oriented, learning being peer supported, learn learning being production oriented, Um, and that's one of the exciting things um, for us at Chicago City of Learning, um, being able to work with partners who engage who are engaged in such meaningful, um, rich and robust um, learning experiences with young people here in the city. can, can we talk a little bit about some of the challenges of engaging youth um, in your wonderful summer programs what are what are some of the, um, the, the the challenges the things that maybe keep you up at night or um, the, the problems in the work that you're still working on and seeking to find solutions for
2: uh, I think one uh, one of the biggest challenges for us is, is just the nature of the summertime um, and I think that, Uh, We do have a lot of exciting programs and I always say to people that if I was a kid and went to summer day I would absolutely love it and think it was uh, the the greatest thing possible but you know the kids I think the arts piece and the field trips and sort of a lot of those fun yet engaging things that we do I think that's a draw but uh, the language arts and the math always uh, is difficult because um, they don't want it to feel like school, and so we do as many things as, as, as we possibly can to make it not feel like school. Um, and so I think one of one thing that's really been useful for us these last couple summers is having the, the badges and, and partnering with with Seesaw salt to to develop those badges and and get the kids engaged in that way. Um, so it doesn't feel like oh this is just a homework assignment. Um, it feels like okay this is something outside of what we're doing. So uh, our shy lights young author badge last year um, was around like an uh, writing an autobiography. Um, uh, an autobiographical piece and, and so the kids it was about them and and what's more engaging than that Um, and then this summer we're going to be working on poetry and sort of linking that in with lyrics for digital music or lyrics for singing and music class Um, and and so I think there's a lot um, there's a lot that can be uh, looped in with the kids and and get them more invested in uh, that actual academic and learning piece through the badges and so that's been really helpful.
0: Thanks, Alex. Nate, um, some of the challenges that you've encountered? Um, a couple of challenges is we have a lot of students that apply for work with TrueStar over the summer, and we just don't have enough spaces. So that's always the number one issue that we have. Um, we also have an issue because we have so many different programs throughout the city. Um, radio broadcasting, for example, is offered at Chicago State and we may have a student on the west side who really wants to learn more about radio broadcasting, but logistically they can't make it there. So we have an issue with, you know, students wanting to do learn different facets within the, um, within the organization, and we just haven't been able to offer that transition for them to be able to kind of bounce around to different programs. Uh, number one, for the safety issue with the traveling, um, so we would like to be able to offer more of the same program as throughout the city. Um, so that's a challenge and the other challenge is um, you know it may be a couple of students who kind of are interested in doing everything so they may be on the soccer team, the basketball, you know all these different things but they also want to do a program like True Star and they just spread themselves way too thin and they don't realize it until they're about two weeks into the program Um, so just you know different things like that that'll come up Um, that's all I can think of right now (laughs)
1: Thanks. Vaughn?
3: Yeah. I think uh, our challenges are different just in the sense that we're so large. And I think it's often hard for large institutions to be nimble um, and relevant because we have to serve so many people. And I think as you get older and become a teenager, your interests narrow. and you know I don't think we're always in the best position to quickly move into a space uh, where we don't have an expertise without partnership so um, you know like that's part of why we partner with TrueStar because there's a lot going on in the park that needs to be covered and I don't have the staff that has a journalistic background in the way that you know TrueStar and their partners do so you know partnerships become that much more important um, but then we know teens are also finicky, and I don't know that there's ever an answer for that. You know, sometimes they say they want things, then they don't necessarily show up for what they say they want. Um, you know, so, so I think it's, you know, remaining relevant and creating excitement and value that makes teens want to come and show up every day. And I think that's, you know, that's always going to be a difficult challenge because, you know, that's, that's just the nature of that time in your life.
1: Thank you all, and um, what, uh, what is ex- maybe exciting is not the right word to, to use when you're talking about challenges, but um, what's kind of exciting about what we're trying to achieve with Chicago City of Learning um, is addressing some of those challenges, right? So um, making young people aware of what they are learning, even when they don't think that they're learning, helping them um, connect that learning uh, to their lives um, in and outside of school. You know, making sure they can find programs um, so that the the resources don't seem as limited from the young person's perspective, and and ensuring that they can find something to really dive into anywhere they are in the city, right? Um, Because travel is is an issue for so many young people. Um, And then Vaughn talking about the partnerships that enable us to really help kids craft their own pathways, right? Whether that starts out by dibbling and dabbling and not really committing to something. Um, but hopefully results in young people finding that thing that really um, fuels their passion um, and being able to know where to actually go um, to dive deeper in that um, and so those are all problems that we're hoping that um, you know Chicago city of learning can can help us address. know one thing that I wanted to to ask um, everybody about it's a broad question, please feel free to get really specific, but um, coming back to uh, Alex, you know raise the, the kind of uh, utility of, of badges in, in her particular program and one thing that that we really um, think it is powerful about digital badges as a tool is that it helps us articulate um, what young people are actually learning and achieving in ways that that maybe before were invisible. Um, so it would be great um, to hear from, from each of you or any of you um, whether you have a badge or not what are some of the skills or dispositions, habits of mind um, sets of knowledge that you know you're building in uh, your young people you know that they're they're uh, gaining those things but that maybe still are a kind of invisible to them What's um, what are some of what some of that hidden or invisible learning that that is really important to call out um, you know to your young people who are engaged in, in some of your programming during the summer um, that, that they might not be
2: aware of or, or might not be making a connection to currently I think one of the biggest things for us has been uh, badging our arts programming. Um, you know, we're not trying to sort of evaluate the students based on how great their artwork is, right? Um, or how great of an actor they are. Um, you know, this is all about uh, exposure and, and engagement and enjoyment um, and learning something new and maybe they're taking a the talent a little further after they leave us um, so we were always struggling with well how do we evaluate how do we show that the student was engaged and they were focused in the work and they were collaborating um, and they were having input into what scene was going to be in the final performance or they were creating the beat or they were creating the backdrop um, and so the, the badges has badging has really allowed us to to put more of a concrete uh, an and evidence-based face on on what the kids are learning um, it, it's teamwork it's working together it's collaborating it's creating it's being focused it's being engaged um, it's enjoying the work and so so we're able to now show that the kids earn something um, through that by participating in these classes and um, and I think also um, you know i think Just you know, things are based so much on on what you're good at in life, right? Like the what you win, and if you're winning in you know your baseball game or what grades you're getting. Um, And uh, I think the kids just kind of participating in art. They they just looked at and thought, hey, this is fun, and I enjoy it. And um, you know, I enjoy you know being with people who also like doing it um, and 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 so there doesn't have to be a grade, but there can at least be an acknowledgement of what that is and so that's really important I think for the kids to sort of grasp that, that, that this is something really meaningful.
1: Thanks Alex. Nate, what are your um, thoughts about some of the skills that you know um, you're developing in your young people that that maybe are hidden to them that you would want to be made more visible?
0: Um, We're relatively new to the badging game, (laughs) and so it took a while to kind of get the kids to understand what it was all about, try to get them to understand the importance of it, and we're still working through that now, but some of the things that um, we work with them on is, is pretty similar to what Alex was saying. Um, some of the soft skills that they don't even realize that they are gaining until, you know, there's junior, senior year, of high school, and they're like, oh, yeah, they did tell me that a million times. Um, but it would definitely be communication, being able to uh, communicate written and oral. It would be um, a little, a touch of like professionalism, um, being able to handle yourself in public, being able to speak up for yourself. Um, being able to investigate and research, and this helps with with school um, a lot of them unfortunately are frankly you know some of them may just be lazy and they won 't want to put that extra effort into figuring out something that they 're assigned to in school and We see it every day in the program when they're submitting their stories we 're like okay, no you got to go back to the drawing board <laughs> um, but it's it's pretty much a lot of communication and just the, the confidence that comes along with being able to express yourself in front of someone, eye contact, a firm handshake. Just, you know, some of those soft skills that we kind of take for granted as adults.
3: Thanks. Vaughn? Um, just the things I mentioned earlier in terms of uh you know, what we would consider building community is just uh, helping kids uh, learn the power of getting to know each other and what they have in common, um, you know, the structure and clear limits, and so just teaching them the value of uh, being in a structured environment and knowing what to expect. So I think it's nothing greater than when, you know, kids come into a space and, you know, they can own this space because they know what they're supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do, and I think that's a very empowering uh feeling, and then the um, you know the cooperative learning part is, you know, I think it's fun to learn together and with each other, um, you know, and, and our badges are, are typically going to be more exposure uh, disposition type badges, so we're just kind of giving kids exposure to a breadth of things. We don't really get into depth in things because we don't have kids for that long, and, you know, we're so broad that, you know, it makes sense for us to be a good launching pad for people to then go you know, take the the thing that sort of resonates with them deeper you know, with another organization. Um, So that's that's what I would say. Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you. Now all of you are talking about really important skills, um, some of which are kind of hidden in your programs but also you know, just in life and in schools aren't necessarily um, don't necessarily receive a lot of focus, right? Teamwork, collaboration, professionalism, um, communication, uh, confidence, etc. Um, as you think about, um, if you fast forward to the end of the summer and, and your young people returning to school, um, what would you want their teachers to uh, know about what they've done and what they can do? And how would you want their teachers and schools to leverage some of, um, of what they've been able to achieve and build over the summer? What's your hope for them as they return to school in the fall?
2: So what summer uh, I think first and foremost allows the kids to do when they're involved in, in programs that are partners with CECL and all the other youth serving programs out here is, is, is that there's other interests and skills and talents that they have that they might not be able to show at school. Um, and so I think it would be great for teachers to know, you know, what were the kids engaged in, what was exciting for them, what was, and especially the way that we run our programming is we're linking a lot of what we're doing, whether it's academic or arts or cultural, back to to Common Core standards. And so, um, kind of showing the teachers um, things that the kids may have been really successful in, and how that linked back. Um, to what they might be learning in school, and and that could be useful for a teacher to bring in some more resources or activities or ideas um, surrounding uh, what we were doing in the summer. So I think that would be um, really useful, and um, I know that, I I don't know if CPS teachers have access um, and are able to see the badges that their kids learned over the summer. I don't know if that's... uh, uh, a, a thing that's been put in place yet but I think that would be really neat um, for teachers to know too and if, if there's a student that maybe isn't doing so well in school um, for whatever reason to say to at least know that that there is engagement and that student is excited about learning um, but maybe in a different way and that could really speak a lot to to what research might be able to be put in place
3: in the school year
1: Thanks, Alex. Nate, what are your thoughts about how you'd want teachers to leverage what young people have done with you during the summer when they return to school in the fall?
0: Um, that's a good question because we've been trying to figure that out for years, <laughs> trying to get an understanding of how we can help the teachers help the young people and how we could get the, the young people to explain to their teachers what they have been engaged with. And that's part of the whole. Um, you know kind of professional development resume building because we'll have students that participate in the program for three or four years and cannot articulate what they've learned and then you ask them a few questions and they're like yeah I did that, I did this, I did this, and it's like this is what you need to be able to explain and um, depending on the class or you know the teacher that they're with I think that it would be great if the not like you know when you're in elementary school you kind of have to do a paper to say what did you do over the summer But, you know, something along those lines. I mean, you know, maybe it could be a first assignment or if they're doing a presentation of some sort to kind of break the ice um, during the first week of school, um, it would be great because I'm sure that there are thousands of kids who are doing great things over the summer. And it'll be a good way for the teachers to understand, okay, these are some skill sets that these young people learn during the summer, and here's how I could potentially help advance that. So that would would be great if it was possible. (laughs)
1: We're gonna work on that, Nate. <laughs> Great, Vaughn. <Von>, um, you know, in your many years of, of working in the park district, which again you mentioned, that the scale is um, awe-inspiring. Ah, ah, uh, what, what is your hope for how um, what kids have done uh, through the parks during the summer kind of gets uh, utilized or leveraged or acknowledged when they return to school in the fall?
3: Yeah, I, I actually think you know, uh, I look at it more. Uh, the, uh, the order being that you know we you know like Nate said sort of help the kids understand conceptually what they're learning so when they get in the classroom and they you know sort of learn more of the the uh, you know didactic part of it or the academic part of it that they can you know sorta of go back to the experience they had and be like oh this is this means this and I had this experience before so that they can you know, connect the dots, uh, if you will, just based on what you guys are trying to get done. You know, that's something that I, like I've, when I go to parent-teacher conferences for my daughter, that's what she's able to do. Like, we give her enough experiences where when she's in the classroom, she's like, oh, I've experienced this, you know, in this place. And so to the extent that the kids can understand that, you know, the things they're learning in school are attached to experiences they have outside the classroom, you know, that's ultimately what we want. And then then the teachers can sort of build on that because they start to get to know the kids what their experiences are and then suggest things that kids can do to sort of bring to life experientially what they're trying to teach them in the class and always have that that back and forth um, you know so that they always know that there's a way for you to actually experience what we're teaching you in the classroom.
1: Yeah connecting those dots is, is so important um, and, and one of the things that uh, wanted to hear from from each of you is how do you um, how do you see your work connecting to kind of the the bigger future of young people so not just in terms of learning but kind of what they want to do in the future um, how are you how are your programs kind of important to that really big beyond just school
2: picture um for you uh, you know, anytime we can give um, youth an experience uh, that is beyond something they uh, know in their neighborhoods, their homes, their schools, uh, obviously opens up a ton of uh, ideas and opportunities that that they just might, you know, not have thought of. And so we're always very, um, you know, first. First and foremost, we're always open uh, and and value very much what, what the youth are coming in and, and what they want and, and what they need. Um, and so we're constantly uh, evaluating and changing programs and, and building new things um, to sort of get them those experiences and those opportunities that they, they might not be experiencing anywhere else. Um, and then I think the other piece of that too um, is, is partnering with other organizations and collaborating in the way. that you know, Cecil does and, and Thrive and he's sub and all, you know, all these different collaboratives um, that were sharing resources um, and so if, if a student can't get it from us that they're getting it from from somewhere else and, and so I think just that exposure and experience um, is number one uh, to, to getting the kids to think about uh, you know what they want to do uh, but when they grow up and, and how they're going to get there beyond just being a lawyer, doctor, basketball player, rap star um, so, what, what other, you know, ideas and, and, and journeys and paths are out there?
0: Okay. Um, I think with True Star, our goal is to get them prepared for the workforce. Um, to give them an idea of what they want to do as an adult or give them an idea of what they don't want to do as an adult you know they may participate as a journalist or as a a photographer and they figure out okay this is not something that I want to do Um, I thought this was something but not really feeling it which is great because you don't spend four years in college focused on journalism when you really want to be a veterinarian you know whatever the situation is Um, I think that by us placing them in real-world situations it makes a great opportunity for them because the young people in high school and elementary school receive opportunities that people who have master's, master's degrees don't receive. They're really out on the ground conducting interviews and um, creating content for an actual magazine. So we're not theory-based. We love the idea that this is a real business, this is a real project that you're working on. Um, so that's what we do day in, day out. I, I um,
1: just wanted to to emphasize what you said, which I totally agree. It's awesome when kids can find out what they don't like. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's about helping them understand what they really are passionate about, but also helping them understand what they what they what they're not into, right? Um, and and giving them a lot of of things to explore, options for exploration. Vaughn, uh, what are your thoughts about that bigger picture?
3: Yeah, the same. I think just. The experience, uh, experiential learning, I think uh, getting them ready for the workforce, uh, exposure, all the same things. I, I don't really have anything to add to that.
1: One one of the things you mentioned um, before, Vaughn, that uh, made me think about this, and a lot of times when I'm talking about um, Chicago City of Learning and, and the work that we're trying to do here, I, I bring up the issue of the opportunity gap. Um, and as you were talking about um, your, your daughter, It made me think about that and how, um, you know, the statistic that I like to share is that, you know, um, more resource families, upper income families, spend eight to eleven thousand dollars a year on their children on extracurriculars. Um, So, not talking about school, but outside of school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And we think about that, and we think about our city, which um, has, you know, the extremes of of, a very resourced people and um, folks. like me, who are middle class, have lots of resources, lots of um, things at my fingertips for my kids, um, and we think about uh, youth who are under-resourced and, and families who want them to be just as successful as, as I want my kids to be, um, but but not necessarily all the tools um, to, to do that. Um, I just want to hear from folks about um, what are your thoughts about this opportunity gap that our young people have, especially in the informal learning space, um, in terms of j- not just the experiences, but also um, you know this connecting of the dots work that happens that Bonds mentioning um, that that, that uh, happens for some youth who you know whose experiences all over the place are are kind of mediated you know they they're 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 being helped with connecting those dots. So so how in your work um, are you addressing that opportunity gap with your youth and what have you found to be powerful practices around around that?
2: Well, you know, obviously one of the biggest ways that we're addressing that is, is offering our program um, for the summer uh, very, very, very low cost and if anybody has difficulty paying for that, um, we offer scholarship and, and, you know, so that this cost is never a barrier to participating in the program and I know that's obviously why a lot of us, you know, nonprofits and, and um, Government-funded programs. That's why we're here um, to offer that. But I think um, I think it's constantly uh, being aware of what is out there and what um, and what opportunities are being offered and afforded to middle-class and upper-middle-class students. And then how can how can we get there? How can we offer that same level of um, Quality and 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 um, opportunity and and selection um, that everyone else has, and and I think uh, I think that the greatest way that we're doing that is participating in this in this collective impact work and this collaborative work, um, where uh, you know it's not just Chicago Light Summer Day doing its work; it's what we're doing in sort of the whole ecosystem of, of youth serving um in this. Uh, Youth-serving organizations in the in the city, and so I think anytime that us as service providers um, can get together and have these discussions, and um, I feel like I'm really, really like supporting <laughs> the CECL work here. But um, I think it is so important, and I think um, that anytime we can get together and and be working towards these common goals and, and referring kids to each other's programs and knowing what's out there, and um, you know if they can't get. Um, you know, journalism with us, then, you know, I know Nate and and sending them over that way and if they can't, uh, you know, and vice versa. So so I think that opportunity gap is real and I think um, that's why we're all here and so we have to continue to to stay connected um, and keep the kids connected to the work.
1: Thanks, Alex, and we did not pay you to say anything that you've said today. Nate, um, what are your own personal thoughts about the opportunity gap, and, and um, what, what have you been doing over the years in your work to address that?
0: Um, unfortunately, there is a huge gap. Um, I'm a parent as well of a seven-year-old, and I, you know, can totally see the difference. Um, but what we do at True Star, fortunately, through our funding partners, we've been able to not charge students to participate in a program, and in a lot of cases, they're actually paid the stipend for participating. Um, so we actively recruit students who go to the lower-performing schools as well as the higher-performing schools because we think that it's important that that dynamic is able to meet and converse. Um, we, we have a funny story where one summer we had a girl that went to um, St. Ignatius, she ended up being the best friends with a girl who went to Tilden and they're still, they're, this was you know maybe six or seven years ago and they're still really good friends to this day and they would not have met had they not had the opportunity of working with a program like True Start. Um, so we think that's very important just so that that social economic dynamic can be broken down and they could just understand you're 15 I'm 15 let's make this work. <laughs> bon,
1: your thoughts on, on the gap and, and how the park district is is trying to address it?
3: Um, I mean to me uh, you know sort of equity and access is that's our job um, sort of in, in government is to ensure that um, you know no matter where you live in the city that you have access to the same um, you know sort of basic opportunities um, you know that's again where partnership is important we're sort of engaged with uh, Chicago Public Schools in some talks to try to work better together um, because I think we just don't do enough of, uh, of that uh, between the two institutions we're both citywide and we both have a lot of access to kids and you know there's no reason why every kid uh, between the schools and uh, the parks shouldn't be able to play every sport imaginable across the city. Like we should be able to do that sort of thing and um, all of the social emotional learning um, that you get from extracurricular activities we should be able to do that between the two of us and um, you know so I think in this case I've heard somebody say recently you know how we're failing at public education. That's really the adults. like we have to do a better job of setting our egos aside and and doing you know what we're here to do. I think the smaller organizations can be nimble and they don't necessarily have to have the same reach but as a government institution you know we may not be able to specialize but we can absolutely give the basic things across the city and so um, I think that's extremely important and it's honestly you know one of the you know my top priorities in, in my role um, with the park.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying, and and um, deeply believe that schools can't do it alone, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that it's it really is a, a community effort. We have a question that's come in um, that anyone can answer. I know we've been going Alex Natevon Alex Natevon but anybody can jump in here. <laughs> um, just raise your hand and, and go for it. Um, someone's asking, how much impact does the opportunity gap have on your choice of projects and opportunities? So. How does that play into your thinking about what you're actually offering um, to young people? We've heard a little bit about that, but if, if anybody wants to kind of expound on that, go go for it.
3: Yeah, I'll jump in on that. Um, the the initiative that we're working on with CPS now is uh, to empower all 400 elementary school principals to offer up to 45 sports. So that would be 24 for boys, 21 for girls, and obviously it happens in a seasonal way. Um, So we're saying that you know no matter where you go to school every kid should be able to have a chance to be on a swimming team. So even if it's just one kid and you don't necessarily you can't create a team at that school if the park is the hub and we manage all the pools then you can represent your school as an individual on a swim team in the park. So you know that would be an example of something that we know we can deliver in the park district. We know we can do sports and so in conjunction with the schools, we should do that, and, and that should be available to every kid in the city, regardless. And so, you know, if so, I, to, to, to specifically answer the question, we have to look at what our core function is and our um, core competency, and make sure that's accessible throughout the city. So it really has to do with what we do and what we do well, and offer that up versus things that we don't necessarily do well.
1: I love that response especially the notion that uh, given the resources there shouldn't be a young person who doesn't have that opportunity right I, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to talk about how um, the the idea of the opportunity gap has actually led you to make certain choices about your programs or what you're offering?
0: Um, I will. <laughs> um, I, I mentioned it before but we do actively recruit in lower performing um, low-income areas. And what we do is we listen to the young people and ask them, what are you interested in? We don't want to, you know, just throw something on them and they're like, okay, we don't want to do that. We want to do guitar lessons. Um, we think that's that's very important and it's, it's really cool to have something like the park district or after school programs at your school and community centers because a lot of students may not know what they want to do but the idea that the program is there I think it's more so about getting the word out so that they, that they know because we have students who will reach out to us their senior year and say if we hadn't known about this our freshman year I would have been you know trying to reach out to you guys so it's really about building the awareness of the offerings and um, you know meeting the teams where they are and listening to them and trying to create something that they would be interested in because one thing may fit in Inglewood and it may not fit, fit in North Mondale. so you know just really listening to that community. Yeah,
1: I keep hearing the theme of youth voice Nate, when you talk here's another question um, is the majority of the work you do with youth scalable to a national level or do you feel like it's really fine-tuned to youth in Chicago so how place-based and Chicago specific is this work that you're doing or is it scalable?
0: Um, I'll jump in on that one (laughs) Um, the work that we do at True Star is scalable on a national level we actually have done a pilot program in Denver and we have some other markets that are interested um, but we want to work with adults and students in those markets so that we could get the true voice of that city because what works in Chicago may not work in Atlanta so we're gonna keep with that same theme of listening to the community and listening to the young people
1: got it so it sounds like you have a process that enables yes. you to, to really be hyper local yeah um, but you think it can and w- can work across communities yes. anyone else have thoughts about whether your work is um, Scalable. I mean, Vaughn, you're already at, at such a scale. but um, or, or whether there's something that's really unique or specific to Chicago about what you're doing.
2: I mean, my whole thing is, is there is there any major city in America that doesn't have um, issues with, with their public school system or with... Uh, resources to low-income communities. I mean, that's the thing. I think a lot of this can be scalable, um, but Nate, Nate is correct um, in saying that you really have to do a, needs, a needs-based a needs assessment in the community you're working with and um, what's already out there and not duplicating efforts um, and, and making sure that uh, what you're able to provide is, is really direct, direct need and service uh, to those youth.
3: Yeah, for for me, I mean, I think it's just important to note that most park districts don't do the same type of direct service that we do. So most times they're going to be a city agency, and they're going to they're going to contract out most of their direct service in a way that we don't. So in that sense, Chicago is unique um, in terms of how park districts function.
1: Great, I didn't know that. Thanks for sharing that, Vaughn. Bon. Mm-hmm. Um, Really exciting to hear all of the, the wonderful work that everyone's doing. Also, very excited to hear about how um, we're all working together to connect the work um, in ways that really wrap around young people and enable them to dive deeply into um, what they're interested in and, and ultimately, hopefully, what they're passionate about and what they'll carry forth into college and career and, and into their lives. And so, um, I just want to personally thank everybody for the work that you've been doing um, and also the, the time that you've given to um, really share that work through Chicago City of Learning. Um, as we get ready to close, um, I, I just want to, to get some final thoughts from each of you, um, maybe a minute uh, for um, for some just some final thoughts, anything that comes to mind just based on this conversation that we've had today. Nate, you want to go first this time? You're muted, Nate. Well, let's go to Alex first, and then we'll come back to Nate. Okay.
2: Hey. Um, I think honestly, um, in, in, being involved in this work is is really key, um, and I know that uh, DNY and Cecil have really been um, making great strides to. To get practitioners involved in this work, and so um, you know, my biggest sort of final leaving thought is is despite the you know eighty plus hours a week that all of us are <laughs> working to do our program, is is how can you get connected to the work, this work that's being done? I mean, if Cecil is going to be uh, successful in in, in you know, Cecil specifically to us, but any city of learning um, that's going to be happen- happening, uh, you really have to have that commitment and that investment from the people who are doing the work. Um, and so any time you can carve out to be a part of what's going on, and specifically we have a work group that's really trying to um, to communicate that value to the youth um, and and uh, and really get them um, interested and focused in, in what badging is. and 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 we need help
3: we have a very
2: small group so um, I think anybody who can who can who work with us to, to move this work forward I think is key.
1: Thanks Alex. Nate, are you back with us? You want to share some final thoughts from the conversation?
0: Yeah, I think my screen just did something crazy. Um, I think that the work that we're all doing is very important to Chicago youth and youth across the country, across the world, and I love the idea of being able to do things like this and um, participate in different collaboratives because it allows us to see other things that are out there that we would not ordinarily know. Um, so I want to first thank, you know, groups like Cecil and Hive because we just, you know at True Star we kind of stay in our silo and we really are collaborative in nature in nature so we want to make sure that we continue along that and it's been great it's been a great ride um, and I think that you know it's it's just really good to be here with like-minded people <laughs> and um, I hope to be able to participate in other things like this again Thanks Nate. Vaughn some final
1: thoughts about what we've been talking about today?
3: Um, yeah just to reinforce the importance of, uh, you know, collaboration, partnership, and um, you know, having a heart for service. Um, I think the, the work we're doing, um, you know, advances lives of youth. I think in a city like Chicago, we often talk about uh, violence prevention, and that language is not what I like because preventing violence, and it, to me, is like putting kids in a holding cell. We have to be promoting you know life advancement and development and pushing them towards you know what their future is gonna look like not just protecting them like you protect them by helping them build a life because if they don't have skills then they're gonna be back as adults with no skills and not very many options and I think our work gives people options which inherently is a protective mechanism and so I think the language and the spirit you know of service and and really uh, you know giving people life is, is extremely important.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate um, kind of the, the reframing of, of that, Vaughn, and, and totally agree um, that that's what this work is all about. And it's been wonderful to be in this conversation today with everybody and also to be in the work um, through Chicago City of Learning with everyone. And um, my, my final thoughts are just based on what everybody has shared in this um, brief conversation, I know I have a follow-up email with each of you <laughs> to build on um, the work and, uh, and keep this good work going. So I just want to thank everybody uh, for participating today. And for those of you who have been um, listening in with us, thank you for joining us and we hope that um, you enjoyed uh, this time with us. It's been a great conversation. There will be a full video recording of this webinar available immediately on www.connectedlearning.tv and there's all kinds of great curated content on um, Connected Learning TV uh, in addition to um, the video from from today's webinar and from the series that um, is being featured in June. Uh, This wraps up this first webinar and um, please feel free to keep the energy going on Twitter Uh, using the hashtags, hashtag citieslearn and hashtag ExploreShy. And if you found this conversation helpful, interesting, inspiring, provocative, etc., please, please, please share it with your networks. Um, And if you'd like to know more about upcoming webinars from Connected Learning TV in 2015, again, please visit um, ConnectedLearning.tv and sign up. There's an email newsletter you can sign up for on the website. Um, I want to thank everybody again um, for your time today. Uh, I want to thank all of our Chicago uh, organizations for all that you do every day with young people across the city. Uh, and, um, and we're really looking forward to an exciting summer here in Chicago uh, in partnership with, with all of you and all of our other partners. So Thank you. Thanks.